This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. California's landmark mandate for rooftop solar panels on all new homes may have a big loophole. The requirement is set to take effect on January 1st, but the utility district in Sacramento wants to expand an exemption that allows for the use of off-site solar farms. Critics say it will reduce the benefits of the mandate, but the proposal is getting support from home builders who want the option to keep construction costs down. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. State regulators approved the solar requirement last year for most new single-family homes and multifamily apartment buildings up to three stories. There is an exemption, but rooftop solar advocates claim it's meant for homes with too much shade and for apartment buildings that can't accommodate solar panels. The Sacramento Municipality Utility District, or SMUD, believes it also represents an alternative for consumers and builders to reduce the cost of solar installations. The proposal includes the use of electricity from existing solar farms and those under construction in the Sacramento area. Combined, they produce more than 300 megawatts of electricity. The distance between the solar farms and the homes they would serve could be as much as 150 miles. As reported by the Los Angeles Times, the utility says there are multiple benefits, including lower home prices for consumers. SMUD's Tim Tut says, Builders will have choices, and the rooftop solar industry and others will have to adjust. So it won't keep builders from putting solar panels on new rooftops, but it will give them and home buyers a choice, and it will still contribute to the state's green energy goals. California Energy Commissioner Andrew McAllister validated SMUD's proposals, saying the law was designed for flexibility. He said, it's not letting our foot off the accelerator for solar adoption and will help the state decarbonize. There are drawbacks to the widespread use of solar farms, though, such as a much smaller energy discount for consumers. Offsite solar would only save consumers about $20 a year, while rooftop panels would save them about $35 a month. There are also concerns that solar farms will prevent the use of solar storage batteries that will keep the electricity on during power outages. That's especially important now as utilities cut power to reduce the chance of wildfires. Solar farms also require the delivery of electricity through power lines, which, by their very nature, will perpetuate the risk of sparks that can cause the wildfires. Solar advocates believe this proposal could decimate the mandate and hurt California's effort to reach net-zero energy consumption. Benjamin Davis of the California Solar and Storage Association told The Times, quote, Global warming is an existential threat. We should be doing a full-court press on every front to install as much solar as we can, unquote. SMUD's officials say their proposal is supported by the new rules and will still contribute to the reduction of greenhouse gases. They also worry about their own revenue stream as more and more homes go solar. They say solar adoption will push rates higher for people who don't have solar because the cost of running the grid will stay the same. Solar farms give them a way to recapture some of that revenue. The proposal for the use of solar farms is also a big threat to solar installers ramping up for a surge in new home installations starting next year. As UC Davis economics professor David Rapson told the SF Chronicle, if you're a rooftop solar installer, then you're very happy about this mandate. The California Energy Commission has postponed a vote on the matter, so a decision is now pending. Other California utilities are sure to be watching for the outcome and will likely follow suit if the proposal succeeds. 
Meantime, there will be plenty of home buyers interested in having solar panels on their roofs with or without that mandate. And one way to get a discount is to buy a home that already has a system installed. But buyers need to do their due diligence on the status of that system. Some of the information they should be seeking and that sellers need to be prepared to provide include, number one, when the system was installed. Buyers should know the age of the system and how long it's expected to last. Also, whether there's a transferable warranty. Two, whether the system is paid for, financed, or leased, and whether any contracts are assumable, along with the amount of the monthly payments. Any contracts would need to be evaluated carefully. Three, what kind of panels were used, how many there are, and how much energy they will generate. Output will decrease over time, so it's good to know the current annual output. Four, buyers may want to know about the panel inverters, which turn sunshine into electricity, along with any performance monitoring devices or apps, and whether there's a room for expansion in the system. Five, depending on where you're buying a home, solar panels may or may not add value to the home. If the home doesn't get a lot of sun, they may be more of a liability. Six, backup batteries are a good idea, but they're not cheap. So a system that already has one installed could be a fringe benefit. And seven, it's also wise to find out about the billing system used by the local utility so there aren't any surprises when you get your first utility bill. Net metering is common and provides good savings for consumers. Net billing is the alternative and is not as desirable. Getting the answers to these kind of questions should not replace a thorough inspection or evaluation of the system. Buying a home with existing solar can be a great deal, but you don't want to inherit a bunch of problems either. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. You can read the blog at newsforinvestors.com.